Okay, good morning members. Good morning the students, good morning senior historians and the other experts within the group and outside. Mm, today is Friday, yes we continue to provide a uh, motivational academic discussion. Uh, yeah, today uh, we have that question. Examine the background to the rise of democracy in Europe. Examine the background to the rise of democracy in Europe. That question um, uh, is uh, cited from uh, topic three, the rise of democracy in Europe. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the the way the student uh, the the question has to be answered into three. Uh, depending with the three important areas. Firstly, introduction, then followed by main body, um, then a conclusion. Introduction. The candidate must be, um, uh, has to listen properly so that to understand on how, uh, to understand the, the way the question has to be answered. Firstly, uh, she or he has to remember or understand the, um, the key terms within the question. Then he has to introduce properly by writing a very well sophisticated introduction. Has to define democracy. Uh, briefly, is the practice where the supreme power belongs to all people in the state. The candidate has to mention a forms of democracy that he knows. For example, direct democracy, deliberate democracy, indirect or sometimes representative democracy, and uh, liberal democracy, and illiberal democracy. Within the introduction, the candidate has to mention features of a democracy. For example, power and civic responsibility are exercised by all adult citizens. It is based on the principle of majority rule, protection of human rights, toleration, cooperation, and compromise and the existence of a free and fair election. The main board. The main board, according to the question, uh, the candidate has to base on determinants of the rise of a democracy in Europe. And when he mentioned, he has to mention the point, deserving to get a half mark, and then he has to explain uh, briefly the point connecting with uh, vivid empirical examples and finally the candidate has to connect his point of discussion and the question as a linky, the many candidates are failing to understand how to connect the point with the question and losing almost one and a half marks. Point number one, 
contribution of European political revolutions. These revolutions include the English Revolution of 1649 against King Charles I, and that was done by revolutionary leaders uh, like Oliver Cromwell. The English Revolution of 1688, known as the Glorious Revolution, whereby King James II was overthrown by William of Orange when he was supporting his wife, the daughter of James II, Mary. And the French Revolution of 1789 overthrowing a repressive old feudal system under King Louis XVI, who was supported by his favorite queen, Marie Antoinette. So all these, uh, the extravagance uh, of these uh, feudal lords resulted to the revolution because they based on divine rule and the power of rulers. So through the revolutions, parliamentary representative system was introduced in Europe, starting uh, in a, uh, started in uh, England, uh, then it spread to uh, America, United States of America, especially after the American Revolution of 1775 to 1783 and the French uh, Revolution. Point number two, the influence of economic changes. These changes took place especially during Industrial Revolution. The rise of Industrial Revolution in Britain then spread all over Europe in the second half of 19th century, brought hardship to the workers, peasants, bourgeoisie and professionals. The workers started to form trade unions including Ladism and Chartism. The Chartists, who struggled for political participation in the nation, demanding freedom, liberty, and fraternity. Voting rights was denied until the end of 19th century, when the universal suffrage for manhood was passed. And that was the effort of uh, uh, the workers' movement, in particular Chartism and the model new unionism. Point number three, the impact of the 1815 Vienna Congress. This Congress ended the Napoleonic War, the war between France and Britain in Europe, but imposed the conservative political order under Austrian foreign minister Prince Clemens von Metternich in, in, uh, and his fellow from other European states by limiting a parliamentary system under the monarchies. In France, uh, King Louis XVIII gave a small wealth group the suffrage, the same that loosely framed the parliament system in Germany. 
So in Central Europe, including German and the other areas, uh, people started to struggle for unification and nationalism in favor of a parliamentary democracy. Point number four, religious conflicts and reformations. Religious conflicts started in the 15th century, the time uh, capitalism uh, began. The oldest European feudal, feudal regime under the Roman Catholic Church entered into conflicts against the raising reformists such as Anglicanism, Lutheranism, Puritanism, and non-conformists. Remember that the Roman Catholic Church was dominant for many years in Europe. In 1531, Anglicanism as the Church of England was born as the effort of King Henry VIII. Lutheranism following uh, Martin Luther in Central Europe as well later Puritanism and non-conformists. All these resulted to persecution, and persecution shaped the transformation resulted to the demand of religious toleration. The English Revolution of the 17th century and the French Revolution of 1789 introduced religious toleration. Point number five, extravagance of the kings and the monarchies. The absolute feudal monarchies led by the nobility and the crowns as uh, um, proved in England under King Charles I, as well King James II and in France under King Louis uh, XVI. So the absolute feudal monarchies led by the nobility and the crowns and the divine, had the divine power over the parliament. They used the power for their own interests and not for the majority, had the right to collect taxes instead of the parliament. They lived in luxurious life while the majority citizens uh, like peasants in France and workers in Britain suffered into hardship. The rise of political parties in England like the Tory and the Whigs as well in France brought the idea of party government and parliamentary system by lessening the power of the kings. Point number six. Divergence or separation between the crown, including the nobility and the parliament. Basing on divine right of the crown, nobility and the royal families as a result of favoritism and the need to control the parliament and taxation influenced the changes from absolutism to democracy through multi-party representative system. The crowns, nobility, and the church's position in Western Europe. King James I rejected parliamentary meetings for 11 years from 1611 to 1621. It meant that during that time, um, that period, there was no any parliamentary meeting in England. Point number seven. 
the same to Charles I, who denied parliamentary meetings from 1629 to 1639. While in France, um, parliamentary meetings were rejected since 1614, whereby the country had no any parliamentary meetings until 1789, when the revolution took place. Point number seven, rise of philosophical ideas and education. The 18th century uh, was known to uh, the French community and in Europe as the era of enlightenment and spread of knowledge. Remember that by that time, um, universities were mushrooming in Britain, uh, France, uh, German, um, and the other parts of uh, Europe. Uh, so from Britain to France and all over Europe in the 19th century, democracy was spread through literary works written by different uh, philosophers. Example of philosophers were like Jean Rosy, um, and actually many others like Adam Smith, who had favored the classical uh, classical economy, uh, uh, Proudhon, and many others who had written different uh, literary works and read it by the people. The people. Um, in most cases, these philosophers, thinkers, had uh, criticized the system of leading the country under their feudal lords, and proposed the best way to be parliamentary system of government, led by party, uh, led by uh, party government. At the same time, they based much on uh, freedom, uh, fraternity, and equality. Point number nine, the impact of nationalism and the unification of states. Nationalism in Western Europe started after the Vienna Congress in 1815, which divided countries, especially Germany and Italy, into small states and municipalities under Austrian autocratic rule uh, led by um, Minister uh, Prince uh, Clemens van Metternich. Nationalism and the unification process featured in the 19th century in Europe. The 1848 European Revolution uh, as uh, conducted by almost all countries in Europe except Britain, uh, Netherlands, um, Russia, and Turkey, had failed to achieve the demand until 1871 when German and Italy were totally unified uh, by uh, Otto van uh, Bismarck um, as well by. Um, uh, Joseph uh, Mazzini and the other revolutionary leaders in Italy. And all these, uh, the way that nationalism and unification of states was favored in Europe resulted to the rise of imperial democracy. Thus, imperialism also uh, started to take its own way until uh, Africa got independence around the 1960s.
Point number 10. Excessive absolutism of the monarchies in Europe. The crowns had power and above the laws. Final decision was over their hands. Hereditary system gave them power to dominate the rest of citizens. They established the weak parliamentary system and had the power to reject any parliamentary meeting. Decided to collect taxes instead of the parliaments, as well presence of weak constitutional monarchies. Conclusion The candidate has to mention the impact to Europe and Africa. When democracy uh, rests in Europe, the candidate has to mention the impact. And also, we have to remember that uh, after independence in 1960s, Africa attempted to be democratized with some achievement, but left legitimacy, pro legitimacy problems and the state of corruption and the autocrats. So, okay, uh, thank you very much. Um, uh, I, I hope that uh, at least um, the candidate uh, 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 grasped some knowledge and the important tips on the way to answer such kind of a question. I hope that all these have been uh, directed to you um, and then the candidate has to go uh, beyond uh, and uh, discussing much through different uh, textbooks and the uh, reference books. So it is me, uh, Mr. Nasuro Habibu Mbwana Msonde, who is here just to, um, to, to, to help you in order to perform well in your examinations otherwise okay just see um i give you hi for uh, for that day friday uh, and also i hope that we shall meet soon as possible take care